speaking of, you know, having this opportunity every year. So as artists, we always need a way to stay top of mind with our fans and potential fans. And, you know, that's why I've started kind of recommending sometimes releasing singles because it gives us something to talk about. It it makes it so like something new is happening in our career all the time instead of like we release this album and there's all this big push around it and everybody's talking about it. And then we just like go dark for two years. You know, in this age, the Internet age, we need to have a reason to stay top of mind and we need to have something to talk about. And so what's great about holiday music is you could release, number one, you could decide to release a new holiday single once a year, every year, and that would allow you to stay top of mind. Or because it's holiday music, it's almost like it's new every year. Like people are focused on the holidays. And so, you know, I could start talking about my holiday CD again right now, and people would be excited about it, even though it was released in 2011. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Brie Noble, and I am so excited that you are tuned into the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And I'm excited to jump into the content that I brought this week on Indie Interactive. First, I want to take a second and tell you a little bit about our sponsor for this episode, StudioSweden.com. They make fantastic headphones. They have all different kinds of headphones and I promote them on this show not because they paid me, but because I love their product. So I am using actually right now their Regent headphones, which are totally noise canceling, sound absolutely amazing and are perfect for working with audio, whether you're working in a studio, whether you have a home studio, whether you're creating music or podcasts, these headphones are perfect. They also have tons of different earbud style headphones and um, just headphones for whatever it is that you're trying to do, they've got them and their prices are absolutely reasonable. So I really want to recommend the Regent headphones. Number one, those are my favorite. In fact, my kids keep fighting over them. I'm like, these are my studio headphones. And they say, no, I want to borrow them. I want to listen in my room. So um, if you love really great sound, you're definitely going to want to check out Studio Sweden. That's S-U-D-I-O-S-W-E-D-E-N.com. And if you use the promo code FEM15, that's as in female entrepreneur musician 15, FEM15, you will get 15% off. So go over there and check out what they have to offer. I'm telling you, these will be some great gifts for Christmas as well. And speaking of Christmas, let's get into our content today about holiday music. So we're going to be talking about why I think every single one of you should have a holiday CD, a holiday EP, a holiday single, one of those things to 
really focus around the holidays, whether we're talking about these upcoming holidays with Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, all that. Um, some people, you know, they focus on St. Patrick's Day because they're a Celtic band. Some people love to write love songs and they can focus on Valentine's Day. Or, you know, I've met some artists that write an entire album about Mother's Day. So there's so many ways that you can include holiday music in your repertoire and in your available songs for sale, whether they're on CD or they are only um, digital songs. So that's what we're going to be talking about. I would love for you to say hi in the chat. I love to know who's here. I love to say hi to you personally. I'm really excited about this topic. It's been a couple years since I talked about holiday CDs and holiday singles, and I wanted to expand a little bit on what I talked about last time I did this, which was probably two years ago on the podcast. So, hey, Jesse, how's it going? Awesome to see you, Lori. Nice to see you, Joan, Marie, Molly, and a bunch of other people piling in here right now. So the first thing I want to ask you guys, first of all, do you have holiday music? Like specifically maybe Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, something that's going to work for the time period coming up. Um, if you've got some other holiday music, that's cool. You can mention that too. But um, I'd love to know if you guys have holiday music that is available. And is it a CD, an EP, or a single or a couple of singles? So let's get into, um, and I'll check in to see what you guys say in a minute, because I'd love to know how many of you guys are already taking advantage of this um, opportunity. So let's get into why, why we should have holiday music in our arsenal. So number one reason is holiday music is very familiar to people. Everybody knows a lot of it. Um, it makes people feel really good most of the time. So it kind of puts a positive feeling in relation to you as an artist when someone hears you on a holiday song. Um, also, it's just music that people know, right? Even if you write original holiday music, it's subject matter that people know. It's subject matter that's familiar to them, that gives them like a warm feeling. You know, if you write a song about Santa Claus or coming home for the holidays or, um, you know, how you love hanging out by the fire and the Christmas tree, you know, whatever it is, even if it's not Oh Christmas tree, even if it's not Santa Claus is coming to town, the subject matter is still super, super familiar to people and it brings these great feelings. Now, you know, not all of us have had great holiday experiences. I realize that. And I always need to make sure that I'm very sensitive toward the people that the holidays are difficult for. So I'm, I'm not saying that everybody loves the holidays. I'm just saying that a lot of people love the holidays and some people love to celebrate the holidays year round. So um, number one is that it's they're familiar, familiar themes, familiar songs, um, especially if you know, you put your music out online and maybe somebody really loves a certain holiday song. They might go searching for that, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on YouTube, and they might find your version. And that will be their introduction to you as an artist. So it's like cover songs, right? Whenever 
we have a way to get into people's world that's, you know, some way that's familiar to them, like your version of a cover song. Holiday music is like that, whether it's original or whether it's actual cover songs. So number one, it's familiar. Number two, it's very shareable, right? Like if you've got, you know, say your genre is, you know, like one of uh, the people in the Academy, her genre is rock, like not rock opera, but um, Celtic opera or metal, Celtic metal opera, right? So that is a very, very niche genre, you know, or maybe your genre is Christian and there are plenty of people out there that don't want to listen to Christian music. But holiday music is so shareable because most people enjoy holiday music and they wouldn't necessarily be offended if you shared it with them, even if they didn't like holiday music, right? Because it's just a general um, thing that people celebrate, whatever the holiday might be. And like I said, I'm going to kind of focus around the upcoming holidays of Christmas and New Year's and stuff. So it's it's completely shareable. There's so many reasons that you can share your music and that other people would want to share it with their friends. So that is a cool thing about holiday music. Next up, it can be great to build your list. So right around the holiday season, especially when we get into the time when it's like, okay, to listen to Christmas music and, you know, people aren't looking at your weird, usually right after Thanksgiving, um, you could use a holiday song to get people on your mailing list. Because at that point, people are really focused on holiday music. They love to add new holiday music to their collection every year. Usually people are building, I know I have a big list um, in Amazon that I listen to every year of holiday music. And every year I like to add more because I don't want to get bored of the same music. So if you're going to give away a Christmas song, during the Christmas season, that could be a great way to get people on your list, especially if it is a familiar Christmas song that people already know, and they they just happen to, you know, like the, your version of it. So that's another thing you can do. And that can easily be done with any song from a CD, EP, or the single that you have. So let's talk next about radio. So there are a lot of opportunities on radio for Christmas music. And that's because um, it's there are lots of radio stations that have specific either like Christmas shows during the season or holiday shows, um, you know, for New Year's or, you know, maybe they have a St. Patrick's Day show or they want to play Mother's Day music during the month of May. I mean, I know women, if you guys are familiar with Women of Substance, which many of you are, we do that big time. Like we love to focus on special themes during different holiday months. And so there's a lot of opportunity to take advantage of the airwaves for that. I know in my area, there's a station that plays Christmas music 24-7 right after Thanksgiving all the way through to Christmas. And, you know, they're a main station in our area and they've got to find music to fill that time. So, you know, you've got some opportunity to get into radio when you normally wouldn't, when it's normally like their playlist is so small that there's no space for you. Now they've got 24 hours a day that they've got to fill. And if people are listening to Christmas music on their station constantly, like while they're at work, 
we don't want them to get sick of the same songs and the same artists. So, okay, so radio, and then there's a lot of internet radio and podcasts that focus on specific holidays, especially Christmas music and shameless plug. If you guys saw, we're starting to accept Christmas music and um, New Year's and Thanksgiving kind of music for our podcast, Women of Substance, which has really, really been taking off as far as the, the download numbers and the listener numbers. So if you want to do that, you can go to WO. I'm sorry, you can yeah, you can go to WOSradio.com and click on submit, or you can just go to bit.ly, bit.ly slash WOS submit. So I'll put that in the in the link as well. But it kind of got me thinking about Christmas music because we just opened this opportunity. Um, so yeah, like you can search out blogs, you can search out, um, podcasts and internet. I know that like when I was on, when our station was on live 365, there are a ton of Christmas stations. There's some that even play Christmas music year round, but, um, you could definitely get into stations that you normally wouldn't and gain new fans that way. Next, I want to talk about, um, the fact that this opportunity exists every single year. So the holiday is continuing to come around, right? Uh, every year we have the same holidays in general. So if your song catches on, you have the opportunity to get continuous play every single year. I know one person, I, um, a friend of mine that I interviewed for the podcast, um, Whitney Willannon, she has done very well with her holiday singles. She has three of them that have really charted during the holidays. And every year they come back and get tons of airplay on major stations and Sirius XM and, you know, all those places just because she got her foot in the door with her holiday music. And so that's constantly bringing in new sales for her every year, new people learning about her as an artist. So that's the kind of doors that can open up, especially if your song catches on. So speaking of, you know, having this opportunity every year. So as artists, we always need a way to stay top of mind with our fans and potential fans. And, you know, that's why I've started kind of recommending sometimes releasing singles because it gives us something to talk about. It, it makes it so like something new is happening in our career all the time. Instead of like we release this album and there's all this big push around it and everybody's talking about it. And then we just like go dark for two years. You know, in this age, the Internet age, we need to have a reason to stay top of mind and we need to have something to talk about. And so what's great about holiday music is you could release. Number one, you could decide to release a new holiday single once a year, every year, and that would allow you to stay top of mind. Or because it's holiday music, it's almost like it's new every year, like people are focused on the holidays. And so, you know, I could start talking about my holiday CD again right now and people would be excited about it, even though it was released in 2011, because to them, like it's kind of new in a way, like it's something I haven't been talking about all year. So I always love to find things that can keep you top of mind that you can talk about in social media that you haven't been talking about for the last nine months. Right. So that's something really cool about holiday music. Um, the other thing is that you can really push it for like 
the three or four months before the holiday, especially with Christmas. I mean, maybe not with, with mother's day, you know, or Valentine's day, but with, with Christmas songs, people totally forgive you if you're focusing on it a lot in that time period, because they're expecting that they know that you can't like talk about Christmas music in March or in June. And so if you're talking about it a lot, they're not going to be like, Oh my gosh, not this again. You know, they're going to be like, I realize that you only have this short little window to talk about Christmas music because once Christmas happens or even like the week before Christmas, you really aren't going to be promoting it anymore. So I think you get a little bit more leeway in how much you promote the thing because people understand like they're walking into the stores in October and starting to see Christmas decorations. So it's totally cool that you're talking about Christmas music. Then let's talk about gigs. Um, You know, Tara, Tara's my gig girl. She's on here. Um, She has gotten so many gigs in December. She's like, I can't even do anything else except do gigs because I have a gig like almost once a day, every day, some days more than one. And so Christmas music can open up or holiday music in general can open up those doors for gigs. I know for me, I've done a ton of like Mother's Day teas because I have songs that are appropriate for that. I always, when I was touring, had a full schedule in December and a CD or a single can be a great door opener for that. You know, if you are wanting to get booked at Christmas and you know you always performed live but if you've got this single that's online even if it's just a single you can send that out to people potential uh, venues to show you that you're like a really serious artist and you have um, you know Christmas music you can actually even if you have a CD or an EP you can create an entire program around it that's what I did I kind of strung my Christmas songs together as like a storyline. And I would like tell little stories in between. You could do it if you were, you know, doing a more traditional, like Christian based one, you could do it around the, the biblical story of Christmas. If you're doing more of a secular version, you could totally tell family stories about Christmas time Um, you know, I never thought of that, but I have some really fun stories about gifts that I got that totally surprised me. So that would be a really fun kind of program that you could do. Um, wow. I hope you guys can't hear my, my stomach is growling like crazy. I mean, I had my bulletproof coffee, but apparently that wasn't enough. Um, so yeah, you can think about how you can create an actual program out of this Christmas music and, you know, hot tip, like it's so much easier to sell a program to people at Christmas than to say like, I'm a singer songwriter and I sing Christmas music. Like if you say my program is called gift beneath the star, here's what it's about. It's so much easier for them to say yes, because they don't have to think about it. They don't have to think, well, what would I, you know, what would I do along with this music? This person is providing. It's like a packaged program. And so many times it was easy for me to sell this to women's groups, to community events, you know, to whatever, a company Christmas parties, whatever it is, because they didn't have to do anything except say yes to me. So that's another thing that you can do. Um, let me know, you guys. I'd love to know if you guys have a specific Christmas program that actually has a name and that you've, you know, you've got a theme and it's all like built around a particular song title or theme or 
um, you know, stories and that kind of thing. I'd love to know that in the chat. I'm going to look through this as soon as I'm done with kind of a, the nuts and bolts here. And I'd love to see what you guys are doing around, around Christmas music and gigging. So another thing that you can do is you can use Christmas music to get more uh, news coverage. So, you know, whether it's a cool gig that you're doing around Christmas stuff, whether it is a single that you release, you know, they're going to be looking for feel good stories around the holidays. And so if you can give them an angle of like, look, I just released this, you know, single, um, you know, it, I wrote this because of, you know, this happening or in honor of this person that I lost around Christmas time or, you know, any like really particular stories um, that you can tell to the media, they're going to be very interested to promote that because they always need stories and feel good, you know, Christmas related or holiday related stories can do really well for them. So it gives you just another angle and another time period to present something to the media to try to get coverage. Then, so let's talk about like actual physical CDs. If you have a physical Christmas holiday CD, if you have a physical um, EP, something that you can have available at gigs, there are some really cool things that you can do, especially for Christmas. I used to wrap my um, Christmas CD in really beautiful, you know, paper with bow and everything and even put a tag on there that they could fill out. And what was so cool about that is it looked gorgeous. It made people want to come over to my table, but also it was an easy no brainer gift for somebody to give to somebody. Say they have, you know, an office party and they need to give a gift to their secret Santa, you know, person. Maybe they need to give something to their boss or their kid's teacher or, um, you know, a friend that they never know what to buy for them because they have everything. That is so easy for them. They can just like, you know, here's here's the $20 fully wrapped CD. Thank you very much. I'm all good. So that is one great thing you can do. It's visually appealing and it's definitely makes it easy for them to buy. And then the other cool thing is that you can use them Christmas CDs or holiday CDs as a way to get people to buy more. So you can have a, a bundle um, of, you know, your holiday CD plus another CD or your other two CDs or whatever you have. And especially during the holidays, that's going to make them consider buying the bundle because they also get the, the Christmas CD. Or um, you can just do like a, you know, buy to get one free or buy, you know, whatever, however you want to structure that, but just having that additional kind of different CD that's, that's really different from what you normally do. You know, someone might come up to the table and say like, oh, well, I really liked this song that you did. So I want to buy this CD um, from their, your regular CDs, but, oh, then you have this holiday CD. Well, that will give me a reason to listen to you at another time of year. And I know for me, the people that bought my holiday CDs sometimes at gigs that weren't during Christmas, 
was because they liked my voice and they liked my style. And they thought, well, if I like her singing this original music, I know I'm going to love her singing a holy night or, you know, any of away in a manger or any of my other favorite holiday songs. So that was how I made sales of my holiday music during times that wasn't the holidays. So let's see. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is if you release holiday singles. So, you know, we just talked about how you can capitalize on physical CDs. With singles, there's some cool things that you can do because they're only digital. And you can actually take something out of your CD and make it a single and do this as well. But um, you could have download cards that you gave out at your gig. You could give them in exchange for an email address. You could give them away. Um, as like, you know, in a contest to get people's email address, um, you could obviously have them for sale that one cool thing is you could be like, well, you know, since it's the holidays, if you buy one of my CDs, you can have a download card to download my Chris Christmas single. So you can use it as incentives to get people to do different things. Another thing that you can do is um, you could give it as a gift to your email list. So say that, you know, you've got this great group of fans and you just want to do something really nice for them. You could give them just the gift of a Christmas single to really endear them to you, to build that relationship, you know, right after Thanksgiving, say, I'm so thankful for you. I want to give you my Christmas single for free. And, you know, it's, it's not costing you that much to give it to them for free. You know, maybe some of them would have bought it, but it really would create this bond and really endear them to you because you gave them something that is valuable for free. And finally, one thing I like to do is I like to use my Christmas music and even like the whole album. If somebody does something amazing for me, if somebody gives me a really great write-up, if somebody has me on their podcast and it was an amazing opportunity, if somebody interviews me on their live show or, you know, puts my, my blog post on their site or anything really cool that's giving me a lot of great exposure and doing something super nice for me, I like to do something super nice back and give them my, especially if it's during the holiday period, give them my Christmas album for free. And if you use a site like Vanzoogle, it's super easy to do because you can just um, select what you want to give them. And then you can actually email them directly, like their download code. I don't even think it's a code. I think it's just like a direct page that they can download and only they can. Um, so I really like to use it as, as a gratitude mechanism, especially during this time of year, I'd probably start doing it right around now because people are starting to think about Christmas and it's just something cool and fun that you can give people to say, thank you. So those are like a multitude of things that you can do with holiday um, music, holiday CDs, holiday singles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So Tara's saying like she books a lot of places every year and it allows her to continuously sell the same CD to new people. So if you go back to, you know, the same places, but there's new people there or you book a lot of new places because you have this Christmas music and you start to get known for being a holiday performer. Yeah, I think a holiday single 
could be super fun. And you could even have a plan. Like I'm going to do five holiday singles for the next five years or something like that. I mean, it's a long-term plan and then create an EP out of it once you're done and, and then be able to sell that. I know five years sounds like a long time, but I released my Christmas CD in 2011. And to me, it doesn't at all feel like it was it's old or a long time ago. So how many songs are on the EP versus an album? So an EP, I mean, I personally think the sweet spot for an EP is five or six songs. I think five is great. Um, if you do a digital EP, you can kind of do like three songs. But I think for a physical EP, you know, five songs, you can sell it for, mm, you know, at your gig, you could sell it for 10, maybe. Um, I tend to sell CDs for a little more at gigs because people are generally willing to pay it versus buying songs online. Um, but what's cool about an EP is you can really use that to get people to buy other things. Like if you say, you know, they don't, they're not going to necessarily pay attention to, oh, there's only five songs on this. It's a CD, right? So you can say, you know, buy this CD and you get my Christmas CD for free. And if you're pricing your CD at $20, then you're actually, you know, maybe making a lot more because your Christmas CD only cost you a few dollars to make. Looks great. It looks like you guys are really excited about, about holiday music. I realized that it's already September 20th and it may be hard to get something going for this year, but I want to challenge you to even just do a single, just to try it out. Um, any of us can either jump into the studio to do something or, you know, record something in our home studio. I recorded all of my Christmas CD um, in my home studio and I mixed it and everything. I just had it mastered at Disc Makers. So it can totally be done. Um, I did get some other people's arrangements of Christmas songs. So I didn't have to play all the instruments and stuff. And I want to recommend um, there is a site called Audio Sparks, S-P-A-R-X, Audio Sparks. And that is where I got a couple of my arrangements um, because people maybe made a Christmas CD and, you know, they thought, well, why not make extra money by selling the arrangement that I actually had produced for me and had to pay for it. And so I found some really cool arrangements of some songs I wanted to do that I didn't have arrangements for. And it cost me like anywhere from, I think, 60 to $150 to just pay for the arrangement outright. And it's a totally original arrangement. It's not like something you can get anywhere on iTunes or something. So if you're, if you've got a song that you love that you want to record for a holiday, I would go to check on sites like audiosparks.com, S-P-A-R-X, and see if you can find some cool uh, arrangements that you can use. So that even, you know, that makes it a real no brainer to record. All you have to do is record the vocals. Um, and it's still like a lot more of original experience than just singing along with a karaoke track, right? We want to, we want to be as high quality as possible. And, you know, the ones that I got on that site, I know they're not, they haven't been released by a ton of people. Like one person recorded this once a long time ago. And then they're like, I'm just going to recoup my money by selling this arrangement. So I kind of checked around to make sure that there's not a billion versions of that exact same arrangement out there. So it's, it's almost like I had the arrangement like done for me. 
So, um, and then just a reminder for you guys, if you already have holiday music, I would love for you to submit it to the Women of Substance podcast. We are growing like gangbusters and our holiday shows are always our most popular of the entire year. Um, that's kind of what kicked us off in the beginning, actually, and getting on new and noteworthy and top of iTunes and stuff was during the holiday season. And every year we always have a huge surge. But at this point, we've already grown our audience to over 10,000 listeners a month, which is so exciting to me, um, being that we're on episode number 674 today, I think. No, 673 today. Um, but you can just go ahead and go to wosradio.com and hit the submit button, or you can go to bit.ly backslash WOS submit. And I'll stick that um, up in the top there, but we'll be taking submissions through November 10th. So if you want to go record something, um, you've got some time. You've got almost two months, but I just want to warn you that if you've got Christmas music that you already have, I would submit it now because at some point I get like too many versions of X song, you know, Oh Holy Night or whatever it is. And I can't accept any more because I can only play one version of that song on each episode of the podcast during December. So if you've got some great Christmas music already, I highly recommend you submit it now. So your version of those classic songs will be able to be chosen um, and you won't be edged out by other people. So it's been great hanging out with you today. And I love, love, love talking about this stuff. So if anything else comes to mind or you have any other questions about releasing holiday music, then just go back and put some comments in here. I always go back and read the comments on Indie Interactive as they come in throughout the week. And please, if you know any other musicians that you think can benefit from this info, please share this post. I would love it. Um, have an amazing day. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.